we have Wake Forest, all-time leader in three-point field goals, six in ACC history in three-point field goals, made his jersey hangs in the LG, LJVM Coliseum, and you already know the history in the ACC tournament, folks. I'm talking about Randolph Childress, ESPN College basketball analyst, You'll also be seeing him on Turner as well, giving you the rundown on the tournament, helping you out with your brackets. Welcome in, Randolph Childress. How you doing, my man? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. We're talking about the tournament right now. We came in with that cut of Caleb Love talking about the NIT. Dontre Styles. right? Oh, sorry. Dontre Styles. Is that correct? Yeah. Dontre Styles. Yeah, Dontre Styles. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to that. I think I, I think everybody was shocked with that. Yeah, but so I, I, I'll, I'll say this to you guys about that. I I wasn't shocked. Um, in my opinion, it's just like I said. Uh, you know, you, you never want to speculate about anything because you're not in the locker room until anyone says it. And the one I said about that situation with that group, that team, was that we we're going to learn more about what happened when the season ends. And I think that was just the first step in just saying that they just didn't enjoy playing with each other. I think that's, that's fair to say. Yeah, Randolph, and, and from a player's perspective in that locker room with the way Carolina season went, would you have wanted to play in the NIT and continue the season, or would you have wanted to just uh, turn the page and move on? I think you always want to play. But I understand if you don't. Like, when you've had enough, you've had enough. And, and for whatever, you know, I know sometimes when you're outside of you don't understand. Uh, I've been on, I've been associated, I've been on a coach with a team, and when players don't want to play, um, you can't force them. You know, you're, it's like pulling teeth. You don't want to be in a locker room at that point when guys just don't want to be, they don't want to be there. And um, all those guys got a chance to come back. And let's see if they do. Like I said, you're going to learn without anyone having to say anything. What they do is going to tell us more than anything we're going to get out of just casual conversations right now because you're going to get certain answers. But the actions of what we're, you know, of what they do going forward is going to tell us a lot about that team and what didn't go right and what went wrong as we move forward. All right, and so as we get into this tournament starting officially on Thursday, as far as everybody being locked in, who's the most intriguing team in this tournament, in your opinion, and which team has uh, the most pressure coming into this tournament? Wow, I mean, <laughs> everyone has pressure. I, I, you know, it's it's funny. I think the most intriguing thing, you know, not sounding like a homer for the ACC, but I think it's Duke. And I, I say Duke because no one knows what, they, what their ceiling is. This is a team that had so many injuries. They battled injuries throughout the year. They're starting to get healthy. They obviously won the ACC championship. I don't know if anyone knows what their ceiling is because we, they just, they're getting better in front of our eyes at this point in time. And we'll see. I, I think they'll get in this tournament and make a pretty good run. But uh, I, of everyone else, they've kind of had their peaks and valleys throughout the year. Duke's one of those teams that they've gotten healthy and they're playing together and they're starting to figure some things out and they're a dangerous team because no one knows how good they, they ultimately could be. Randolph Childress joining us on Weston Walker via the Body Works Plus guest hotline talking about some ACC teams in the NCAA tournament. Another team, I don't know what to do with them, Randolph. It's NC State. You know, after 
you have a third straight game of getting beat down by the Clemson Tigers in the ACC tournament. Terquavion Smith goes 11 of 13 one game and then has another you know night struggling from the field, just kind of like he has for the most part really this past month. They have a Creighton matchup. A lot of people are picking the Wolfpack. What say you on the Wolfpack's potential going into March Madness? Just like you just said, I mean, you can. I'm going to pick. I, I'm picking them to win that game, but they've just been incredibly inconsistent, and I think some of it is shot selection. But they're they're a team that can beat anybody. I, I love Jaquel Joyner. I think Quavian Smith is as, as explosive a guard as there is in the country. But again, he can go 11 of 13 one game, and then next game not. I think Jaquel Joyner impacts the game on both ends of the floor. I think he's as good as of a scoring and defensive point guard as there is in the country. And uh, the key to them will be Burns has to stay out of foul trouble. He's that third scorer, that guy that when they're not making jump shots, they can throw it into him. But teams are attacking him now, and he's getting in foul trouble. And they're just not the same. That's the way that's, – that's just the, the game plan against NC State. You attack him, get him in foul trouble and you live with them taking shots, and you defend the three-point line, and then you know you take your, you take your chances with the rest of things. But uh, that seems to be the formula what teams are doing, and uh, they're going to have to figure out a way to keep D.J. Burns on the floor a little bit more than they've been able to the last couple of games. Well, and Randolph, I mean, NC State gets to the NCAA tournament for the first time in a while, and so that right. is a that's a nice thing that Kevin Keats was able to accomplish. But if they get bounced by Creighton and they were one of the last teams into the field anyway with their seating, just how much pressure is on head coach Kevin Keats to win this game and move on in the in the tournament? I don't think it's the, any pressure. Right? I, I think he's shown what he's capable of doing with these guys. I, I think that the program took a step forward. Uh, he's made some adjustments with his staff. I, I think you've seen the effect of that. Uh, I, I don't think that – there shouldn't be, but outside the normal fans. I mean, you know how fans are. There's, I think there are more coaches in the country that, that has more pressure on them at certain jobs and certain situations. It's always that. But uh, I think he's done a really good job. Uh, I wouldn't be – you know, I wouldn't be pushing the needle toward anything anti, you know, coaching changes or anything toward Keith or anything like that. I, I think he's done a good job and. This team is capable of winning that game. I mean, Creighton's a tough team. Creighton's gonna, that's going to be a really difficult matchup uh, for Creighton. I wonder in the league at times if we had gotten a little bit more respect in the ACC that maybe there would have been higher seeds. And so with Pitt winning as they did last night, uh, I think that, I think again, like last year, I think the ACC will do well in, in this tournament. Yeah, Randolph. So I just wanted to know your thoughts on the the treatment of the league, the seedings, because there are some that think that uh, Miami could come out of their bracket uh, over there in the Midwest. And then you have uh, Duke as well. That's a a trendy pick for many to go far. Uh, Do you think that the ACC has a Final Four team in that mix and that they were seeded too low for the most part? You know what? I think everything is about matchups as you get along in this tournament. for Miami, if no Chad O'Meara is compromised with that ankle injury, which didn't look good when he went down against Duke, that's going to hurt them. I don't know if they're going to make it, you know, if he's if he's compromised because he's just so important to them. They don't have any guy. They got a lot of guards. They can miss one of those guards. I think he's irreplaceable for them. And so if he's compromised, we'll find out quickly. They'll have a difficult time with their Drake team if he's not there. I still think they'll move forward. But how far they go depends on his health. Um 
Duke, again, as I told you, they're just a team that no one knows they're stealing. That's why. I mean, you know, if you judge them off the early part of the year, they they just been mentioning matching, trying to find guys' bodies, staying healthy. Now they're healthy. I think their only Achilles heel is just consistently making three-point shots. I think that's the only thing that – but they defend at a high level. They have length. They have athleticism. They have some players. And so uh, those guys are coming along. They're healthy right now, and they're a dangerous team. But State's a team that can vote. They can win a couple of games. I think Pitt's a dangerous team that can – with their guard play, they're going to get out-rebounded like they did last night. That's going to be their Achilles heel. Without Federico Federico in their lineup, it's going to be difficult for them. And Virginia has a tough matchup with Furman. You know, that's going to be difficult for those guys. If they can make shots, Virginia can go. But I think ultimately their inability to not, you know, to, to make jump shots consistently or hurt them. And they're missing uh, Ben Vanderblas, which is a major, major issue with them with the broken hand. I mean, he was their best playmaker and passer from the front line and I don't think they're going to go very far without him. I would be remiss if I did not ask you what were your thoughts on Wake Forest and the way uh, that they ended the season not getting invited into the NIT and do you feel like fans might be starting to get uh, a little bit anxious with the coach Forbes and where the program is going? Well, like we talked about before, fans are, fans are going to be fans. I, I, You know, it's the guy, you know, when you lost him in Santo, that was difficult. You know, he was leading the country in three-point shooting, and you just feel bad for him. That's not anyone's fault. Injuries are just part of the game. Uh, I think Forbes has done a really good job. I'm all, I'm always more patient because I've done it, so I understand how hard it is, and I understand things behind the, uh, you know, behind the scenes a little bit more than the average casual fan does. So I'm not as quick to say, hey, it's time to move on from from someone, and I think he's done a really good job. Uh, you know, in coaching weight. But, he, you know, he said it before. They're going to have to take steps forward. I think that's just inevitable. This team hasn't made the tournament. I think that's the ultimate goal to get there. Um, but I wasn't surprised when Monsanto went down. I thought it would be really difficult for them. They had played Syracuse, which is a team. You know, the last thing you want to do when you play a team, uh, uh, you lose your best shooter, and arguably one of, if not the best shooter in the country, is play against the Syracuse zone. In, in, in the next couple of games. And so they were fortunate enough to make some shots. He provided so much size and other things with him that he changed the way Wake plays because he's such a big part of that. So uh, I, I won't say that I'm disappointed. I, I wasn't as shocked. I didn't think we initially would make the tournament. Then they started playing better as the season went on. But I didn't think that this was a tournament team to start the year. Uh, so I, I wasn't disappointed. I thought they played until the injuries took over. I thought they were playing at a level that things, if they caught a break here and there, they could have found themselves in. Randolph Childress joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. It's Wes and Walker. Randolph, I got to ask you, what's your favorite NCAA tournament memory of all time? You went all four years, if I'm not mistaken. So out of I all did. out of all those four years, which one would you say is the favorite? Oh, my favorite. Wow. I don't know if I've, I've had a favorite. I think the you know what? The one my I don't know if I have a favorite. I tell you this, and Wake Forest fans will probably know this. Only Wake Forest fans will know this. The year I tore my ACL and I sat out, we were a preseason Final Four pick team. I, I think it's the most talented team that I that I had of my time at Wake, and it wasn't the most accomplished team. It's it's ironic. The team that with Timmy. 
and my senior year went the farthest with everyone, number one seed and all those things. But the most talented team that I was a part of would have been my red shirt sophomore team. That team was deep. That team was loaded. We had four NBA players on it, myself. And you had, obviously, you had Rodney Rogers. You had uh, uh, Anthony Tucker and Chris King. Uh, Rob Seiler, Derek McQueen. Uh, I mean, we had a lot of guys, a lot of depth. And I, you know, when I told my ACL, we, I, you know, teams just started zoning us. I would have provided a little more outside shooting for that group. But uh, that would probably be my what if moment because I really felt as though we could have done something really, really special. Well, that and, hadn't been done in a long time, man. Well, and Randolph, I'm not trying to bring up bad memories, man, but I did want to ask you just how much that sticks with you when you lose the last season, right? I believe that loss came to Oklahoma State. It was a tough right. one. So just how much does that stick with you and how much are you going to be keeping that in mind? How much do we all keep that in mind when some of these players go down in their senior years, their final seasons, come tourney time? Uh, it's it's, a, it's finale. You know what? It was <laughs> – I – I remember how I felt when it happened, and I always say the biggest thing is you don't – if you do it right and you play hard enough, you won't have regrets. And I, I I remember the play. I remember it came down to the very end of the game, and like I said, anyone remember my career, I always took the last shot. I was never kind of afraid of that moment. But that game, I passed the ball to go to the Final Four. I passed the ball to Tony Rutland. And he was a freshman, and he missed it. The shot went in and went out, and he missed it. And he laid on the floor, and he was crying. And I laid on the floor with him, and I just told him. I'm, I'm, I passed it to him for a reason, and he took it, and I would do it again. It was the right play to make, and I'd do it again. And he had felt as though he had let me down. I didn't realize how important that moment was until – I want to say within the last five or so years, Tony, someone asked Tony this randomly and he tweeted it and he said, that moment stuck out to me. And this is 25 or so years, 30 years later. Yeah. And how much that meant to him. I was okay with that. You know, when you, if you don't give it your all and you don't do everything you, you feel as though you're supposed to do, then you'll live in regret. And, and I, that's the only thing you always try to tell any person. You just don't want to live in regret. Things don't always go your way. There's only going to be one team that's going to be disappointing me happy at the end of this. All of the betting and the the, the the lines, the overs and gambling and, you know, everything that's going on right now that, that has the fans equally even more involved, I'd say, than normal. Um, it's There's only going to be one team, and everyone's going to be disappointed. I mean, you just go back a year ago, we're talking about Carolina. Look at where Carolina is today as opposed to an Armando Baycott rolling his ankle and, and literally one one rebound from a year ago. They're a national champion. Like it's just a fraction of a of a moment that changes everything, and it, and it can go from so your highs can go from so high to low. And so I'm really just I don't have really I don't live in regret. I didn't worry about it. If I had it all over to do it again, again, I I teased Tony that I would I probably should have shot it anyway, but <laughs> I made I made the right play. And yeah. I, I just I just not a, I'm not a person to live his life in regret. And I, I would tell that to the kids and young women and. Men as they're entering these tournaments, you just, you just leave in the line, you play your tail out, and everybody's excited, and it should be. It's a lot of good basketball to be played here, and it's going to be fun to watch. That's Randolph Childress, Wake Forest legend, ESPN college basketball analyst. You will also be seeing him on Turner. You can follow him on Twitter, R22Childress. Randolph, we appreciate it, my man. We'll see you down the road. All right, buddy. You guys be 